You're listening to Wholesaling Inc. episode number 126. And I had met her at the house and was saying this to her. And we had a, I built a good rapport with her, Mm -hmm. you know, talking about the family and everything. And she actually called me back and told me what the highest offer was. And I made a thousand over and she accepted it. And she called me back later that day and said, somebody's made an offer 4,000 over your highest offer. I was like, okay, so what do you want to do? And she goes, I'm actually still going to go with you because I like you better. This is game-changing information guaranteed to raise your real estate wholesaling business with actionable steps you can take immediately to navigate the ins and outs of wholesaling and start making money today. Join us as we put our guests in the hot seat and dive deep to dissect their strategies for success to enable you to duplicate their results. Investor Grit presents Wholesaling Inc., the only show dedicated to making you a fortune in wholesaling with your hosts, Tom Kroll and Cody Hoffheim. Okay, welcome to another edition of the Wholesaling Inc. podcast. And today we are going to put someone in the hot seat. We're going to pick their brain and we're going to dissect another awesome wholesaling deal. So you guys can learn from it. You know, we're going to dig deep today and you could just take this information, use it, implement it in your own business and hopefully have the same success as uh, our guest has been having today. So we're here today with Mitzi. So Mitzi, are you ready for the hot seat? Yes. Perfect. I love it. Let's rock and roll. So first off, before we get started, why don't you tell the audience just a little bit about yourself and especially how you got started in wholesaling? Oh, wow. Okay. So actually I did it on accident when I was younger. I didn't really realize what I was doing. I found a piece of land and I was like, wow, it's right near the lake. It's got septic, it has water, it has a storage shed on it, really nicely built storage shed. And it was a nice size, lot of land and somebody was selling it for $1,700 and everybody was telling me, don't buy that, don't buy that. And I was like, I could buy it and seriously resell it and not really have to do anything to it. So I, I got it and then like I cleaned it up that weekend and the very next day I sold it for $4,500 and I think I could have sold it for more, but I doubled my money then and I was like, I'm going to do this a few more times. And uh, so I was doing little things like that when I was younger, just noticing that something was mispriced. And then I got a mentor in April of 2016. I was actually reading the book, Think and Grow Rich Again. Love that I book. Was doing my, yeah. <laughs> and I was a wellness counselor at the time. And I was just thinking, you know, there's just still something more out there that I'm not doing that I feel like I need to do to feel more satisfied. So I was reading the book and... All of a sudden, the real estate stuff started coming back up to me. And I'd been doing that on the side. And I was like, why don't I just do this full time? And within two days, I hired myself a mentor to learn about flipping actually was what I was trying to learn. And I guess I hired the wrong mentor for flipping because they taught me wholesaling. It's the same thing pretty much. Just you don't have to put all the money and credit up front. That's why we love wholesaling so much. Yeah, yeah. So it was really neat to find out because I didn't even know that this was a business. And so I I got, um, it was more like a three-day workshop, really. Mm -hmm. And so I did that. And then I was like, okay, well, I've paid $5,000. I got three days training. And I was like, I need to make this work now. Within 23 days, I had my first deal and it was actually uh, profited 50000 Wow. Yeah. And then my second deal profited 50000 And then I had people ask me, what are you doing? <laughs> and so I continued to get deals after that. And I met Cody and 
Tom when they came to San Antonio and I was like, oh, I need to, I want to sign up for their stuff because they're where I want to be. So I talked to them while they were down and then it probably took me, I don't know, six months to sign up for their mentorship before I did. And so I signed up for that and um, I never did direct mailing before Cody and Tom. So let me ask you, let's go back just a little bit. So in April 16, you hired a mentor. You were thinking, I'm going to learn flipping because that's what everybody's, oh, flipping, flip, flip, flip. And you did these two wholesale deals for 50K each, which is insane, by the way. How did you get those deals? You know, what's funny is nobody could seem to get those deals. And that's why everybody started coming to me. Like, how did you find these people? Well, I was cold calling and I like took on the attitude of, I'm going to be like that stalker ex-boyfriend. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I'm going to find out where you live, where you work, <laughs> who's your friend. And so I found out as much as I possibly could about the owners. And so I was reaching out even to their family and friends. And I had somebody tell me, oh, they don't want to sell. They just want it to go to tax foreclosure. So leave them alone. Well, I wasn't going to leave them alone. So <laughs> I, um, I continued to reach out to people until somebody was like, yeah, I'm, I'm one of the sisters. And I'm like, oh, okay. And I thought I was calling like their aunt or uncle actually, but it was them. And so we started talking and of course it's one of those stories where the other two sisters hate her and she's the black sheep of the family. So they won't tell her anything. So they don't really want to sell because they can't get along and they can't be in the same room. And so I was finding out where, where all the issues were. And I was like, let's dissect this and see how I can help you guys out. And in the end, I got it where they all came into the office at different times to sign the closing paperwork. And I actually only got the house for $3,000 and it wasn't worth 110 Wow. Holy smokes. <laughs> yeah. It's, and I was told, get it as low as you could. So I actually only offered them $1,500 for it originally. Oh, man. Each. And then uh, I upped it to 1000 And they were like, I don't know. I don't know. And they were saying, I think you're going to make a lot more than us. And I was like, well, it's not about me. It's about what are you getting. You're going to let it go to tax foreclosure. But now you get to get like go on a shopping spree you get to take your family on a small vacation how about like saving up for christmas um how about you could do like a, an awesome spa day and then take yourself out shopping after that you can do both of those together like you can do that now instead of just having it go to foreclosure and right after i said all of that to them they said okay so you want us to come into the office at nine o'clock tomorrow to sign that was their response to it Wow. And I was like yeah and so the next morning they signed the paperwork and That's i was awesome. able to sell that one really fast I sold that just by putting a bandit sign in the front yard and saying, for sale, cash, $55,000, please call. And then I told them to call my number and I sold it off that bandit sign. Wow. And I got a lot of cash buyers through that too. And also I held an open house. So I was able to like collect a lot of cash buyers on that first deal. Second deal was pretty much the same thing and did the exact same thing, collect a lot of cash buyers and also found somebody nobody could find. And the lady was mentally ill. So her aunt had to handle everything. You get power of attorney. And I actually on that second one just told them, I walked in and she was like, well, I've got a lot of investors looking at it. And I said, okay, so what's the highest offer so far? And she goes, I'm not going to tell you that. And I was like, well, how about this? I'm going to offer you a thousand over the highest offer as long as it's reasonable. So just let me know what all their offers are and just give me a call back. And she was like, okay. And I had met her at the house and was saying this to her. And we had a, I built a good rapport with her, mm -hmm. you know, talking about the family and everything. And she actually called me back and told me what the highest offer was. And I made a thousand over and she accepted it. And she called me back later that day and said, somebody's made an offer 4,000 over your highest offer. And I was like, okay, so what do you want to do? And she goes, I'm actually still going to go with you because I like you better. Uh, there you go. That's it. That's what it comes down to. A lot of people don't realize that. But in this business, I mean, of course, it's a people business. But, you know, you sat, you took extra time with her. You built a relationship with her and she chose you. She could have had a couple thousand dollars more, but instead she liked you. That's what it comes down to. 
I love that. Yes. I yes, love that. Too. I was wanting to give her the highest offer and I wanted to make sure she got a fair offer. So I was like, keep on getting more offers. Let me know. So she knew I wasn't one of those just wanting to come in and just take it for the lowest I could. And she felt like I was in for their interest as well. Sure. Yeah. That's awesome. Nice first deals. <laughs> it's nice first deals. I mean, $50,000 in profit times two. That's incredible. And you still didn't really know that much what you were doing at the time. I mean, you hired this mentor, you know, how long was it from the time that you hired that mentor till you got those first two deals? So my very first one, it was 23 days after the first day of my mentorship. Wow. That's crazy. And what about the second one? The second one, it took me six months to get that second one. You know what I did is I made a mistake after I made that first deal. I was like, oh, party, let's go on vacation. Let's take a break. And I didn't keep my pipeline going because I didn't know any better. Right. <laughs> I just thought if I did that in 23 days, I can do it again. And then that's when I learned the hard way. You need to keep your pipeline going. Yes, so true. And that's an important lesson. And unfortunately, I know some people personally that have fallen into that same trap where they've had like a nice big windfall. And then all of a sudden they just, it's time for a vacation. And that's the time when you really have to punch the gas instead of hitting the rake. You got to just like kind of go all in. But, you know, listening to your story, Mitzi, and how you got started, I'm just thinking like, you know, how awesome it is. Like with that attitude of grit, like I'm going to be like a crazy stalker girlfriend, ex-girlfriend or something. And I'm just going to like get to this. That's the thing that you need to make it in this business. You have to have that kind of you know, that attitude, that grit to really become successful in this business. So Mitzi, we're now, you know, that was April, 2016, a year and a half later. So tell me, what does your business look like today? So I average, and I'm really working on my average getting higher, but I average about twenty twenty five thousand a month right now. And in the last, like, I think last three months, I've made 75,000. That's good money. So That's great money, actually. Where are you looking to go with that? 200,000 a month. 200K per month. Okay. I like that. That's a great number too. I love it. Yeah. And so that's where I'd like to be. So I feel like, you know, I'm, I'm still a baby with my goals, but you know, it's, it's getting there. I'm adding on acquisitions managers, training people and building my team now so I can start getting more leads coming in and more deals closed. And that's all within a year and a half. That's phenomenal success. So tell me again, what did you do before you were like doing this before April of 2016? What were you doing like, you know, for a job? So I was actually a financial advisor for about 10 years. And then I quit that to become a wellness counselor. I was actually gone to school to be a pre-med major. So I was wanting to be a doctor and that changed last minute. And I went into finance. I had two children while going through college. And so I went into finance and became a financial advisor. While doing that, I still had this desire to still help people with their health because I saw so many people. If you don't have your health, it doesn't matter how wealthy you are. You don't really have any quality of life. Absolutely. And so so I, I love to see people happy. And I also saw people in my own family, their health deteriorating. So I was like, I really need to get back into this wellness side of things. So I took some classes and got certified and became a yoga teacher, meditation teacher, Ayurvedic wellness counselor and did all of this. And then I quit so I could start my wellness business. So I was actually helping people with diabetes and nutrition issues at the time whenever I started into wholesaling. 
Nice. Okay. So now you are doing this. You're all in. This is full time. You're building a team. By the way, how big is your team? As of yesterday, because I had a few more that wanted to come on board, I think I have 17 acquisitions managers. Wow. Uh, and it's amazing because I didn't want to go out there and try to talk people into working with me. What I did was like, I've had a lot of people ask me how I've done what I've done and ask me to do a mentorship. And I was like, you know, I want to do a little more than that. I want to create a foundation, a company where I can teach them and they can get paid and it helps me and I help them because I see people with some mentorships, they get out and they're still kind of confused on what to do. Mm-hmm. So I, I created that. And so all the people that have been reaching out to me, I just said, Hey, you just want to work with me? I'll teach you. And this is what we're going to do. And, you know, and, and they're like, okay, yeah. So I just had people coming to me on that. And then I didn't add also, but Really, it was everybody who had already been reaching out to me. And so I've actually just finished a month-long training that I did for my first group. And then I just got a few more on yesterday that's going to start in a new group. And wow. uh, I love that idea. I think that's, you know, that's a true servant's mentality. It's like, okay, come with me. I'm going to give you value. We're going to build something. I'm going to teach you along the way. I love that, Mitzi. That's awesome. So I'd like to talk today about a recent deal that you did and kind of dissect that, of course. So tell me about a property that you've recently wholesaled and let's talk details. Okay. So mailed out a list and it looked like when I came to her house that she had quite a few people had direct mailed her and she had all of our stuff right there on her counter. (laughs) And she was having heart issues and going through a divorce. And she really didn't want to deal with realtors. So she would just want to see what we would offer her. And I was like, okay, well, again, since you've got so many people coming to look at your house, let me know what your highest offer is. And she came back to me and was like, can you just make me an offer? And I was like, okay. And I told her like 150000 And you know what? This house was in a very nice area of San Antonio. It was fully remodeled. They had just done remodeling it. So it actually didn't need any work or anything. And the house was worth about $245,000. Wow. I made her an offer of one hundred and fifty, And she was like, oh, is that all you can do? And I was like, yeah. And I think you really need to go to a realtor. So I, I do think you need to do that. And I'm going to go ahead and pass and you need to go to a realtor. And here's somebody I would refer to you for a realtor. And she goes, no, no, don't mark me off your list. Please don't do that. And I was like, okay. And she goes, I want you to buy it from me. And I was like, all right. And I was like, well, I was looking at the numbers again. I need it at 140. And she was like, 140, is that all you can do? And I was like, yeah. And like I said, I think you should go through a realtor. Mm-hmm. And she goes, no, no, I, I want you to buy it. And I was like, okay. And I developed a relationship with her when I was there in person with her. Sure. Talked about a lot of stuff, what's going on with her and everything. And I always let them do a lot of talking. Yeah. And then I usually reiterate with them, letting them know I heard everything. And most of my sellers actually still want to be my friend at the end. And they'll still reach out to me. She was like, no, I want you to buy it. And I was like, okay, well, let me know if 140 works for you. And she calls me back after talking to her husband that she's getting a divorce from. And she said, "Uh, yeah, we're going to do it. You said that you can get it done quickly. And I was like, yes, I can do it within two weeks. Usually I do it faster than that, but let's just give a two week time frame." She was like, okay. The next day I had it sold. I just sold it for 165. I made 25 off that. I could have made a lot more. And the person who bought it from me actually relisted it for 248 right afterwards. All right. So 25K is still an awesome payday. And again, it came down to her wanting to sell it to you because she liked you. She liked you. Mm-hmm. You sat there, you listened. And I think that's a key component that some people miss because they're so focused on getting the deal and they're not focused on the person. They're not focused on the situation or what this person is going through and really listening and thinking about like, you know, how can I help this person? So in this case, it was like, okay, you told her that, you know, maybe you're better off listening with a realtor. 
you wanted this deal, obviously, but you knew Mm -hmm. based on what she was looking for that you weren't the best solution. So instead, what did you do? You tried to refer to someone, you know, I could give you someone that could maybe help you do this, but she still came Mm -hmm. back to you. I love that. Awesome. I've noticed with a lot of my people is they realize I am there to try to help them. I'm not there trying to just take their house from them because some of these people feel like that. I listened to you having a conversation with you. I've never talked with you before today. But I'm ready to buy a house from you. You just sound so you're just so personable and so nice. And I can't emphasize that enough in this business. That's what it comes down to. It's not about trying to get the deal. It's trying to help somebody get out of a situation because that's what they're in. This woman was having a divorce. It's painful. It's not easy to talk about. They needed to do this quickly. And you were the perfect solution in the end. I love that. Now, how much time did it take for you to close this deal? Like from beginning to end, from the time that she received your, what was it, a postcard or was it a direct mail piece or what kind of piece of? Um, The one, the $140,000 house that was fully Mm -hmm. remodeled, that one, within the time frame that she got the, it was a letter. Actually, that one was and most of the time I send out postcards, though. I think within a week of her receiving it, we had it under contract. I would say probably two days after she received it, she called us and then uh, set up the appointment. And of course, we try to get there as soon as possible, like if we can that day, if not the next day, and uh, go from there. But I did ask her to look around to make sure she, she felt comfortable with what I was doing. And she talked to a few people on the phone. I don't even think she scheduled anybody else to come out after I came out. Wow. And I did, that's just what it sounded like when I was talking to her. And probably the time that she called, the time we closed, it was maybe seven days. Seven days to 25 grand. That's fantastic. That's really awesome. I got to ask you, what was the list that you mailed to to find this property? Divorce. Divorce list. Okay. Well, they were getting a divorce, so that makes sense. Well, that's an awesome deal. My next question, and this is a question that like, you know, we we traditionally do ask people after they've kind of shared some of the details of their deals is if you could go back and do something, anything different on this deal, what would you do? But I think we already have the answer on that because at least I'm speaking for myself here. Hearing that, you know, someone just listed it, picked it up from you for that and listed it at what you said, 248, right? Yeah, they almost, they're going to be making like 80 something, almost $90,000 off of it just for an easy, just relisting. Wow. So if you could go back, then obviously you would have sold it higher. Oh, of course. (laughs) Yeah. So why do you, let me ask you a question. So I know you've only been doing this for a little while and you've done amazing things. I mean, not for nothing, like you should really celebrate what what you've been able to do in such a short time. It really is incredible. What made you sell it for, to make the 25K in this case? Like what made you like pick that number and think like, okay, let me go for this instead of trying to sell it for 50 or 60 or $80,000 more? I didn't want to get greedy. That was the first thing. And then also, um, I had a cash buyer that had been wanting to work with me. And I told him, you know what? We'll do a deal on this one. I hope you guys like it. So you'll come back to me for more deals. So I, I did it for both of those was to, to hook somebody up. And then I didn't want to get too greedy. Nice. Okay. Well, at the end of the day, you in a week, you made $25,000. That is a tremendous sum of money. And I applaud you for that. I don't have a victory bell here, but you know what? I'm clapping for you because that's awesome. 
So I got to ask, you know, for the people that are listening, I know that there are all kinds of different people that are listening. There are people that aren't wholesaling. There are, you know, aspiring wholesalers. There are people that, you know, are doing some deals and there are people doing a lot of deals that are listening to this right now. What advice would you give to, you know, the person who's just kind of starting out, who's just where you were just a year and a half ago, who's sitting there saying, I know that I could do this, but I don't know what to do or where to go or how to start this. What advice would you give to them? Just do something. Come to action. Uh, don't don't get too bogged down on the educational part. Set an appointment. Call people. Ask them, are you interested in selling your house? Or mail to a certain list and just see who calls in and just ask them, are you interested in selling? And of course, if they call you from a direct mail list, they are interested. And set up an appointment. Go out there. Do, do what you know to do and ask people questions along the way. But to try to learn everything before you start, you're not going to know what questions to ask anyways until you start. Of course, I can't say don't be scared because that's that, that's just ridiculous. People are going to be scared, but just do it anyways. I see people every day. They just don't pick up the phone or they, they don't go and make the appointment. They're scared. They're like, I don't know what to say to them. Be a person. Don't don't come off like, hi, Mr. Smith. I need my checklist. and I'm going to look at your house and say what's all wrong with it. No, act like a person. How would you want somebody to come into your home and talk to you like a person? I think that's great advice. I really do. So essentially, it's like get off your butt and get out there and make things happen. And that's what it comes down to. It's like, you know, taking that action. You're only going to learn from experience. That's it. Exactly. And and also have good intentions when you go out there. I, I do believe in energy and I feel people can pick up on your energy. And if you're out there just to make a dollar for yourself, they're going to pick that up. They're going to feel that and they're not going to call you back. You need to be there really with the intention to help them. I uh, totally agree, by the way, on the uh, the energy portion for sure. So I'm totally with you on that and I couldn't agree more. So perfect. Great, great advice. Great closing advice and awesome. Awesome. Well, Mitzi, listen, I want to uh, thank you from the bottom of my heart for uh, coming here and sharing this with our audience today and spending some time with me today. Thank you for all the awesome advice that you've given us today. And for anyone listening, if you're sitting out there sitting on the fence and you want to get started and you don't know where or you don't know how, we would love to help you. So, you know, if you want our help, just go to wholesalinginc.com, book a call with our team. We'll jump on a call with you and we'll talk about what it is that you want to do. What kind of goals do you have? What are you looking to do with wholesaling? We'll talk about how we can help you and maybe create a plan to help you get there. So again, that is www.wholesalinginc.com. And again, Mitzi, thank you so much for your time today and we will talk to you soon. Thank you. You guys have a great day. Awesome. You too. That's all for this episode. Your next step to success is to continue the conversation over at InvestorGrit.com by joining the mailing list, as well as get your chance to book a strategy session to learn the systems and become part of the tribe with your hosts, Tom Kroll and Cody Hoffheim. We'll see you next episode with more ways to make you a fortune in wholesaling.